Financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out, higher than expected. Friends, this isn't going away. It can't. The U.S. is $34 trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text STRANGE to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation with gold. Text STRANGE to 989898 now. The highly anticipated second season of the hit podcast Proof is finally here. Proof is an investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here. Proof made headlines for its first season in 2022 after proving the innocence of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend Brian Bowling when they were just 17 years old. 25 years later, on December 8, 2022, both men were finally freed based on evidence unearthed by Proof. In the second season of Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, this time traveling the streets of Manteca, California, to uncover who really murdered 18-year-old Rene Ramos. On June the 5th, 2000, Ramos's body was found buried under a pile of debris inside the shell of a new Home Depot building. Despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, tips that were ignored until now, Renee's boyfriend, 18-year-old skateboarder Jake Silva, and Ty Lopez, the 33-year-old uncle of one of Jake's close friends, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Following the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from the Great White North and his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard. And welcome to a premium episode of Richard Serrett's Strange Planet. Thanks for sticking me in your ear. And on this episode, my guest will outline why he believes that UFOs and aliens are our future human descendants, coming back through time to visit and study their own hominin evolutionary past. Dr. Michael Masters is a professor of biological anthropology at Montana Tech in Butte, Montana. He received a PhD in anthropology from the Ohio State University in 2009. His current research program 
centers on hominin evolutionary anatomy, human variation, archaeology, and biomedicine. In 2019, he published Identified Flying Objects, a multidisciplinary scientific approach to the UFO phenomenon, which examines the premise that UFOs and aliens may be our human descendants returning from the future to visit and study their own, again, evolutionary past. His second book, The Extratempestrial Model, published in June of this year, 2022, analyzes well-documented cases of abduction and other contact modalities in the context of this time travel model and other theories put forth to elucidate this complex and mysterious phenomenon. Dr. Michael Masters, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well. Uh, How did you get involved in this field, coming from a background of biological anthropology? Well, I mean, in a way, I I may have actually chosen biological anthropology because of this field. Ah. Um, It's sort of a a weird yin-yang situation, I guess, where I've I've been interested in the question since I was a, a young child, about eight years old. And uh, learning that UFOs were real, at least in the context of someone I knew and, and trusted having seen one close up. Uh, so that kind of challenged my, my worldview a little bit. And then um, as a result of this encounter, it was, it was my father, actually. He got Whitley Strieber's book, Communion. And uh, that, that quintessential gray alien on the front cover, which inspired so many other people and, and triggered so many other people's memories of actual encounters. I've never had one of my own, but it was instrumental in, in shaping my pursuit because I, I wondered if there could be a connection. I saw so much humanness in this individual and um, it, obviously not reminiscent of our past, but what seemed to be something that would characterize our evolutionary future. So I, I'd, I'd started out in physics uh, and astronomy to kind of look at UFOs in that sense, sort of the nuts and bolts approach, but then switched to biological anthropology because I thought it would be maybe a different approach uh, or just something I was more interested in, I guess, to look at the evolutionary aspects of this in the context of the the visitors themselves. So that kind of became the main focus uh, really ever since. So when you're researching this, you're you're taking what's called an abductive reasoning approach. Now, I understand deductive reasoning, mm-hmm. so like there's a general rule and then you you come to a, a specific conclusion uh, or an inductive reasoning, there's a specific observation and then that leads to a general conclusion, which may be true. What's abductive reasoning? Well, abductive reasoning's different because you start with... Um, you basically start with a question and then weigh all of the evidence. And evidence, when it comes to UFOs, is a little bit different than how we would consider the standards of evidence in strict scientific terms. So we have to acknowledge that caveat. But you're basically looking at everything available, all available information, and trying to essentially make inference to the best explanation to figure out what explains um, all of these different observations and these different bits of data the best. It's it's kind of the most parsimonious explanation, sort of the Occam's razor approach, where you're not making any sort of um, strong conclusion. You're not able to say there's causality involved like you could with uh, with other approaches that that have uh, you know solid statistical 
methods and you're um, you're controlling for variables in a sort of experimental setting, but but you're able to look at everything and just try to say this makes the most sense considering all of the different uh, all the different data that's available to us. And as as we get more data, as our our knowledge of, of physics and, and astronomy and astrobiology and anthropology and psych all these other fields evolve, especially with regard to quantum mechanics, I think is going to be instrumental. Then you can modify that, that interpretation. You, you get new data, you, you reassess that in the context of, of what the best model is at any given time. But so, so I essentially just try to uh, make an inference to the best explanation. What makes the most sense in the context of what we do have available to us now? So uh, what little I know about abductive reasoning is you, you, the, the research starts with kind of like a surprising fact or a puzzle. So in this case, what are the surprising facts or puzzles? Well, I think the most important surprising fact or puzzles is that UFOs are real. That's sort of the starting point where from that point, um, yeah, it, that, that is the observation. And then from that, uh, if and, and for a long time, that wasn't even a good starting point because there was a lot of debate about whether or not this was even a real phenomenon. And, and I remember in my first book in 2019, it really hadn't been established yet. So I would start off saying, if UFOs are real, um, let's consider whether or not they could possibly be us from the future. So that was still the observation then. Um, but but with this, the, now the observation isn't just that UFOs are real. I think that's been generally established, uh, except for some dogmatic debunkers and others who aren't paying attention to what's going on. But we can we can take that. We can also take, I think, an, another important side of the same coin, which is the uh, the abduction, the contactee accounts, which should absolutely be considered. It's it's a more tenuous aspect of the phenomenon. There's no doubt about that. But when we're talking about observation or sets of observations, and then we're trying to seek the simplest and most likely explanation, we, we need to consider everything. And there's absolutely no reason we shouldn't be taking into account the the real experiences of, of honest, reliable people, these eyewitnesses. We, we can't just stop with whatever pilot saw whatever thing or captured, you know, their FLIR, go fast, gimbal. All these videos are important we need to take those into account as well, but we should also be discussing the, the, the people who have the closest encounter, those who are taken aboard the ship, those who have face-to-face -face interaction with these visitors. And that was really the focus of my most recent book, because I think we're leaving a lot of important information out if we don't also consider those. What does extratempestrial mean? Well, I was trying to come up with a, a term, and there's been others put forth too. I've I've seen chrononauts, uh, UFO knots. Um, Dr. Michael Swords uh, used that in a 1985 paper written for MUFON, where he discussed this same idea at length. He did a very good analysis of it. Um, but I I wanted to to coin a term that I felt could. Uh, sort of bridge this gap. Every, everyone knows the term extraterrestrial. In fact, it's become such a buzzword that we just fill it in in any gap. We, we, if you watch Ancient Aliens, it's always extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials. And, and I think that that sort of pigeonholes the conversation and we need to move past that and, and broaden our lexicon to, to just something more general. And, and you, know, you got to give credit to Whitley Strieber for doing that really early on uh, in his 
is uh, his book community just referred to them as the visitors. And I've sort of adopted that in my most recent book too. I'm trying to make a case for them being extra tempestrial, being time travelers, but we still don't know for certain. So I, I try to use that general term, but the, the word itself just takes the, the common jargon of extraterrestrial, which means outside of earth and replaces that key root term in the middle, the Latin root ter, meaning earth with the Latin root temp time. So switching out that changes, not just the word, but the, the origins of these visitors uh, going from them being outside of earth to being outside of time, because they very well could and most likely do live on the same earth, but just in a future time uh, that may be an approximate or it may be our more distant future. Listen to the entire bonus episode on Strange Planet Premium. Subscribe at strangeplanet.supportingcast.fm or click the link in the episode show notes. We're offering listeners 50% off yearly subscriptions between now and Christmas Day. Use the code HOLIDAY at checkout. I hope to see you on the premium feed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.